BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. I have not said that sentence in almost a month, maybe a little more than a month. I, yeah, I haven't recorded an episode on my own in my home studio for like, yeah, since the beginning of December. So it feels really good to be back. I'm all bundled up. I'm in my cozy chair. I've got my heated blanket. Uh, What's going on with this winter? Why is it putting me in the worst mood ever? Um, But I'm warm right now and my, my, my heart is overflowing to finally be talking to you guys you're my favorite people in the world. This is the best job in the world. Please don't fire me. Okay. I feel like I have so much to tell you guys. Nothing important, obviously, but I want to tell you guys them nonetheless. So I took a big, I took a big break this, this holiday season. I recorded like four episodes in advance so that I could just not worry about things for a few weeks. By the way, I got amazing feedback from the JC episode and also the Pia episode. Both women are incredible. I knew you guys would love them. I loved every minute that I got to hang out with them. But yeah, I recorded those in advance so I could take a little break. And I deleted Instagram and TikTok and Twitter and all the apps that I was using that were, they were kind of like making me ill. They were making me queasy. Like I was on my phone so much. I I wouldn't even tell you guys my screen time. That's how, that's how bad it was. I don't often need like a hard break from social media, but I started Brene Brown's new book. It's called Atlas of the Heart. I've literally only read the first 10 pages, so don't ask me what I think of it yet. She talks about this concept that you use when you work in restaurants. So there's something called in the weeds. When you tell your team that you're in the weeds, it means like you're stressed, you're trying to catch up, you've got a lot on your plate, you've got like a lot of tables that need you or whatever. And then there's another term, and it's when you say, I'm blown get your mind out of the gutter, you sicko. When you walk in and you tell the kitchen that you're blown, it means that you can no longer continue. Like that you need to drop everything that you're doing and take time away and probably cry in the walk-in freezer. And I hit a point in like mid-December where I was blown, blown AF. (laughs) I feel like every, all the kitchen lingo has like a secret like sexual term, but I was just not, I was just not well. I was not well. I wasn't like showering. Like Matt would wake up and be like, so are you going to like 
are you like shower today? And I'd be like, mm, no, I wasn't like eating anything but candy cane Jojo's. I wasn't cooking. I wasn't doing anything good. Nothing good. Nothing I was doing was even making me happy. And I was just doom scrolling into oblivion. And even like at night, I would wake up every 30 minutes, seriously, every 30 minutes. And I would just pick up my phone and I would just mindlessly like shove information into my brain to probably avoid something, probably avoid something that I should have been dealing with. And it was giving me headaches. I don't know. I just, I was, I was not, I was not feeling like myself. So I just powered down, felt like a little robot that just batteries died. And I decided to intentionally do nothing for like three weeks, like nothing. You can even ask Meg, ask Lucy, because I would Marco Polo them in the morning. And then at night, uh, nothing had changed. I was sitting in the same place, looked the same, hadn't moved. And I just, I tried to eat better. I tried to sleep a lot. I bathed like five times a day. Uh, I did get back to showering, thank goodness. And yeah, it was a huge privilege that I got to take that time off. And I know that. And I am very, very grateful. And I think I, I think like, okay, I don't want to be, I don't want to be this person, but I will be just after the last couple of years, there's just some emotional wounds <laughs> that I don't think that I even began acknowledging until like November. And that's another, another episode for another time, but holidays, it's, it's weird. I was, I was talking to somebody about this, but it, holidays are like extra depressing when you get older, I think because they were so magical when you were a kid. And then when you get older, you like kind of chase that feeling and you're like, oh, but like I'm 30 and have bills to pay and like nothing is happy. <laughs> so holidays are just sometimes they're they're more stressed than fun, unfortunately. But uh, the bottom line is that I'm feeling I'm feeling good feeling good, feeling ready for a new year with you dummies. Um, some other life updates. We are moving to blocks away from where we currently live. Um, but when we were in LA at the beginning of December, um, that's when I recorded with Pia and with JC, we really felt like we were going to move there. Like we really, we thought that the timing was really good. Um, our contract at our current apartment is ending at the end of January. So we were like, maybe this is it. We spent the entire time looking at apartments. We actually even put a deposit down on one. And then we got home and every single thing fell through and we were not able to get it. And just a bunch of stuff went wrong. And that day, things fell perfectly into place for us to move into a bigger place here in Salt Lake that we're both really, really in love with, really excited about. It's like right in our budget. It's got three bedrooms. Oh my gosh, it has three bedrooms, you guys. I'm going to have a bedroom again. I'm going to have a bedroom again. I'm going to have a bedroom. Me and Matt are going to have a bedroom and me and Matt are both going to be able to have studios because of the two extra bedrooms. Obviously, I don't need to explain that to you guys. Um, it has stairs. It has a pantry. I'm going to have a living room that's like that I can have like a couch in. Oh my gosh. I've never, I've never been so excited. Like the fact that my days of sleeping on a mattress on my living room floor are nearing an end. Oh, we're just, we're weeks away. And so, yeah, I, uh, I was pretty bummed though, because I really like, it felt real. It felt like we were moving and it felt like we were, it was going to be a really good time. And then the, the universe kept us here. And you know what? 
you know what I tell the universe? A lot of people have like mantras and all that stuff. You know what I say to the universe? I say, okay, fine. Okay, fine. If that's the way it's going to go, fine. I can't control it. I can't change things like that. So fine. I'll just let the universe, you know, I'll just surrender. I'll surrender to the universe. And the new place is really, it's really perfect. And we're really, really excited. I hate moving, hate packing, hate moving. Um, but it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be such a better space for us. And yeah, I think I just, I think I, I think I was mad at Utah last year. I think I have been mad at Utah for like a, for a little while. And I just wanted to like get out of it. And I wanted to run from everything here that I don't like, or that upsets me or that I'm working through. And I just had this, I had this sneaking feeling. I I even had this feeling like when we were looking at apartments in LA that I was like, I think there's like more for us in Utah. Like, I don't know if we should leave yet. Um, but I was really ignoring it because I was mad because I was mad at Utah. So, um, she and I are working on that. We're, we're working through that. And I know that so many people listening to this that live in Utah probably feel the same. And so we're going to make it the best. We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. We're going to give it the old fixer upper. But yeah, those are, that's kind of what's going on here. You guys all know we got a new cat. Her name is Soybean. She's a Russian blue, which means she costs more than probably my firstborn will, but she's really great. So things are, things are good. Things are good over here. I'm not going to jinx 2022 or anything by saying anything good about it. There's like that old superstition that in baseball, when somebody's throwing a no hitter, you're supposed to not talk to them and like not say anything about it because then it'll jinx it and it'll mess them up. So that's how I'm treating 2022. It's just, it's the Jenga year. Nobody breathe, nobody move, just everybody play it cool. I didn't set any resolutions. I'm really hoping that you didn't either. And I want to make something very clear that if any of you, and I mean any of you, set a weight loss goal, you and I are in a huge fight until you take that off your list. Okay, I'll set your new goal for you. This is literally all I care about. I should have said I I shouldn't have said I didn't set any resolutions because I did set this one. It's two words. We can all do this. Prioritize fun. We're just going to have as much fun as possible. And uh, that's all I'm going to be doing this year. So I hope you'll join me. And you want to know what I what I have fun doing. You want to know? I have fun hearing all about the drama that you guys experienced over the holidays. And you guys all submitted them to me. And of course, you delivered. And we're going to get into that in the second half of the episode. I might even carry it over into next week's. Probably not, but we'll see how it goes. But right now, I have a new special segment for this episode and this episode only. And I have named this segment Maddie's Thoughts. And this is basically a... mm, Chaotic doesn't really cover it because there's a lot going on. But um, this is basically every thought I had when I didn't have social media. So I couldn't tell anybody about it. I, I just kept an ongoing list in my notes. Anytime something happened that I would normally post on my story and get your feedback about, I just kept it on this list. And now when it's it's funny because as I was thinking of these things, I was like, oh, this is such a good topic. This is such a good topic. When they're all in a list together. Um, I don't sound like I'm okay. (laughs) I don't sound like somebody who is stable. For the record, I was on many drugs, many drugs during my hiatus from social media, mostly NyQuil and Sudafed, a few others here and there. But this is the result of that. I guess people would call these like shower thoughts or stoner thoughts or 
things like that. I just call them, I'm calling this Maddie's thoughts. So some of these I forgot about, and this is going to be a wild ride. Bear with me while I read this list. I know none of them make any sense together, but I just want to be able to tell you guys the things I thought and get your feedback. So if you have any specific feedback about any one of these thoughts that I had, please let me know. Okay, buckle up because this is about to get get weird. I I think it's about to get weird. Here we go. First Maddie's thought. Maddie's thought. First Maddie thought. How much do you guys think Rapunzel's hair weighs? Because I was watching Tangled over the break and think about when it's wet. Okay, there's that scene where her and Flynn Rider are like swim or like they swim out of the lake or cave or river or whatever. Think about how heavy her hair probably is. It's probably well over 20 pounds, but think of it just being 20 pounds. Think about having a 20 pound weight attached to your head. I bet her neck and her traps are ripped. Absolutely ripped. The next one. Isn't it weird that one of the most important characters in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, there's a lot of Harry Potter thoughts on here. Isn't it weird that it's essentially just like their, their principal? Like Dumbledore is essentially just like their school principal. Like it's weird that he's like so involved in everything. Like why is the leader of the counter-terrorism attack a school principal? I don't know. I don't know. Next, December is the time to listen to all your embarrassing music since your Wrapped has already come out and your new Spotify thing won't start till January. So you should really get all the show tunes out of your system in December. I'm just kidding, by the way. I don't think show tunes are embarrassing, but some people do. And... I'm not one to, you know, criticize anybody's Spotify wrapped considering mine was literally five songs from one Taylor Swift album. Okay, next Maddie thought. You know when you download an app or you like open an app for the first time or something and it pops up and it says this app tracks your activity or whatever and it gives you the options of allow or ask app not to track? Equally suspect. Both of those feel very weird. I don't know what either of them mean. And my logic in picking one is the same logic I have when the cashier asks me if I need a receipt. Like no, I have no reason to say one or the other, but sometimes I allow it. Sometimes I ask apps not to track and I don't know. I just figure like track all my stuff. I don't know. I'm not doing anything illegal. I don't think. Don't bring up taxes, but uh, I'm like pretty sure. So you can track all my stuff. I don't really care. I don't have anything to hide. Just maybe don't tell my parents. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Brooklinen. That's right. The holy grail of cozy sheets is supporting the podcast because you know what Brooklinen and I have in common? We love sleep. We love rest. I mean, I told you guys that I essentially just spent the last three weeks of my life laying in bed. And you want to know who my loyal companion was through it all? It wasn't Matt. It wasn't either of my cats. It was Brooklinen. It was there for me when I needed it the most. And it's simple, really, because starting off the new year right means starting off the new year rested. So hit reset for 2022 with top-notch sleep thanks to Brooklinen's five-star bedding. I personally wish I could give them six stars. My whole bed is Brooklinen. Pillowcases, sheets, duvet cover, all of it. Something I randomly love about the sheets is that the the corners don't pop off. 
You know, like when you have your fitted sheet and you lay on your bed and then it just pops up. Never happened. Never happened. They also get softer the more you sleep in them and the more you wash them. So they're already great when you first get them. And then you can just rest assured that they're about to get even better. Also, Brooklyn and Comfort goes way beyond the bedroom. Their collection includes everything from robes and towels to super soft loungewear. So the cozy just keeps on coming. There's a reason Brooklyn and has over 80,000 five-star reviews and counting. Refresh your rest with the comfort essentials from Brooklyn and go to brooklinen.com and use the promo code BAD for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code BAD for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. brooklinen.com code BAD. Hey, I'm Molly Carmel, an eating disorder and addiction therapist and your coaching guide. On my show, What You're Craving, we get to the real root of your problems when it comes to food, weight, dieting, and beyond. Through honest conversations with a crew of my favorite experts and friends, we'll expand our minds, we'll learn, we'll laugh, we'll even heal. Get ready to break open and break through. I've got your back big time, and together we'll figure out what you're really craving. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode anywhere you listen to podcasts. Okay, next Maddie thought, oh, I didn't delete Pinterest. So Pinterest was my one thing that I could look at. And I saw a chart that said if the Zodiac signs were teeth. And that's just when I realized we've gone too far. You know, I believe in astrology. I, be- I like the ooey wooey. But the Zodiac signs is teeth. Like Libra was a canine. Cancer was an incisor. Like, I feel like that's why God has abandoned us. Like that is unnecessary. And it talks people out of living. Okay, next. It's weird that we can cough on demand, but not sneeze on demand. That one had to be, that one had to be NyQuil, right? That one had to come from NyQuil. This next one, I don't even want to disclose how I came to this conclusion, but brushing your teeth is like ending your teeth's shift. It's like letting them off of work, you know, like they're done for the day. I'm not, I never said I was proud of these. It's just, I said they came into my mind. Okay. Next, Maddie thought Monsters Inc. is 100% the scariest Pixar movie. Let's break down the concept of, of Monsters Inc. Grown men, I mean, they're monsters, but still they're clearly grown men, spend their time in little children's bedrooms trying to get them to scream. Like that's the scariest, that's the scariest thing I could possibly ever think of. And like the, they have like the practice kids, like the dummies. That's weird. It's weird, right? Okay. Here's another thought I had. You know how everybody yells at you? Like at least I've gotten yelled at because of this like five times when you have like a dropper or something for skincare and you put it directly on your face and then you put it back in the skincare. Like I have like, you know, the ordinary bottles, you know what I'm talking about? They are all droppers and people tell you all the time, they like freak out if you touch the dropper to your face and put it back in. Aren't you all doing that with like all your other makeup? Like my concealer is like a wand with a doe foot that I put on my face and then I put it back in the makeup. Like it's all touching my face and going back in. So I think everybody needs to cool it. Okay. (sighs) Next sharp left turn here. Perks of being a wallflower is the new garden state. Uh, Let me elaborate on this one a little bit. If you're like me, 
You watched Garden State when you were 13, 14, 15, and it established basically every facet of your personality. I took that, I took it way too seriously. Okay. I told everybody that the Shins were my favorite band. I really, really hammered this one home. And I feel like Perks of Being Wallflower will be the Gen Z Garden State. Like, I feel like they'll, in like five years, they're going to discover it and be like, guys, I found the most amazing, found the most amazing movie. Have you ever heard of the Smiths? Song will change your life, I swear. Like, that's what those kids are going to do. Oh, this is just a little, a little tip. The most productive thing I did this whole time, this whole social media break, I unsubscribed from every email list, every single one. And with every unsubscribe, my soul just got lighter. So I recommend doing that. If you're just trying to kill time on your phone and you don't have any apps that are entertaining you, head on over to those emails. Okay. Uh, Oh, these next few are Harry Potter because I watched the Harry Potter reunion and then I watched some of the movies because you guys know I can't stop watching them. I don't know what's going on, but why did parents send their kids to Hogwarts and also not let them come home in book seven, movie seven, whatever, number seven? Why? Like it was obviously terrible there. Like they were getting beat up by their teachers and then they had to fight in a war. Like why didn't they go home? Like where were the responsible parents? Next thing, why have they kept, why did they keep Slytherin house? It seems like having a Slytherin house would be like having a Hitler house. Like you've got Gryffindors and they're brave, Ravenclaw, wise, Hufflepuff, hardworking. Slytherin is trying to commit mass genocide. Like that was Salazar Slytherin. I never wanted to have to say that name on a podcast, but Salazar Slytherin, whatever, the guy who started Slytherin, he was like a Hitler figure. He was literally trying to start a race war, essentially. Like get rid of it. Why'd they keep it? They're like, yeah, everybody evil goes to the Slytherin house. Then get rid of it. There's something wrong with it. I'm very confused why they kept that around. Next, Maddie thought, what if the end of Harry Potter was just a big gotcha to see if they were good at magic? What if they were like, gotcha, you didn't really have to fight in a war. We just want to make sure you knew how to do it all. Uh, Another Harry Potter thought, uh, you know how Harry gets bullied because his parents are dead? What the hell is that? Can you imagine bullying someone because they had dead parents. That's the most, that's, that's like the most evil thing that you could do. But I feel like it happened all the time in shows that we watched growing up whenever they had parents, like whenever they were orphans, they were like bullied for not having parents. Like that's weird. That's weird. Let me know your thoughts. Oh, this one's from Matt. Uh, Matt wanted me to submit the idea that Domino's should have an alumni program for people who work there in high school. Matt delivered pizzas like right, like I think it was like his freshman year of college. And he spent probably two hours telling me that he was so mad they didn't have an alumni program. Okay. Uh, we also watched Star Wars. So a few of these Maddie thoughts are Star Wars themed. First, I bet in Star Wars, it's really confusing to set up public restrooms. Like I feel like that would be really hard because all of the species poop differently. Like there's no way that Jabba the Hutt and Jar Jar Binks have the same butthole, you know? So it'd probably be weird to set up like a type of latrine for Jabba the Hutt and also the species, whatever Jar Jar Binks is. This just reminded me that Matt told me I looked like Jar Jar Binks one day and I cried. Okay, Um, next Maddie thought. I found out this week that my husband, my sweet, sweet husband, Matt, 
he and his friends in junior high and high school had Sobe energy. Now, a few of you guys will remember Sobe drinks. I don't know if they're still around, um, but they're like the glass bottles. Please, please Google it if you don't know what a Sobe is. And it just has a general aesthetic. And I found out that that was Matt's aesthetic. And I'm humiliated. Just kidding. I'm not really because he's grown. And uh, I just think that I was cool my whole life. And I think that he wasn't. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Next. I don't understand why I should read books if I watch movies with subtitles on them. Like, same thing. Uh, next. I realized after watching my siblings parent and some of my friends with their kids and all this stuff, being a parent is just basically being a ref. It's just basically being a full-time referee. You're just, you're calling offsides and fouls. You're ejecting people. It just feels like parents spend a lot of their time being referees. It feels like that's how parents spend a lot of their time. Okay, next. Why are cops allowed to have laptops on their dashboard? I understand that I'm not allowed to text and drive. It's very dangerous. Laptop and drive? Are you kidding me? Seems like that should be more illegal. Oh, a couple more a couple more Star Wars themed Maddie thoughts. Uh, there should not be British accents in space. There's really no need for anybody to have a British accent. The Mandalorian? Criminally hot. Criminally hot. I'm not talking about the actor. I am talking about the helmet, the robot, the, the warrior. The Mandalorian is hot. Next, I noticed something about myself in this break. Um, I literally don't participate in really anything like extremely healthy, but I do participate in the recovery really healthy people do. So like, you know how really healthy people are like CrossFit, Iron Man, all those people. Iron Man? Why did I say Iron? Yeah, like Iron Man competitions. You know, they have like carbo loading days or like days where they only stretch. I participate in those. I participate in the recovery. I love intense recovery. The 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 aspect of doing things you need to recover from, not so much my vibe. And here's my last one. Okay, I, you know how in, in America we have like the Trump loving, gun toting, big truck, motorcycle guy? You know how we have that? Is there an equivalent of that in other countries? Like if you're Canadian, I know a lot of you are Canadian. Will you guys tell me? Or like if you're if you happen to be British, will you tell me if there's like a British version of that? Because it's rock bottom. And I want to know if other countries are suffering as much as we are. This episode of the Bad Broadcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something preventing you from feeling the happiest that you can? Seasonal depression, maybe winter blues. I know that January gets dark and gloomy and it's really common for us to have kind of a mental health dip, if you will. Uh, BetterHelp is here for you and it's here for you in the comfort of your own home so you don't even have to go out in nasty January weather to get the help that you need. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment and it's so convenient you can start communicating usually in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help, but it is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime and you'll always get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Never have to leave the house. 
You never have to subject yourself to that. You don't have to drive in the snow or the rain or do anything but just hop on your phone or computer. The service is available for clients worldwide and financial aid is also available. It's also just much more affordable than traditional therapy. So anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So I want you to start feeling better and living a happier life today. As a listener of The Bad Broadcast, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash bad. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash bad. And that brings me to a very, very highly requested topic that I cover. And I don't have a lot of information about it, except that it is real and it's not a joke. And when I first saw it for the first uh, few hours that I, I stared at it, I thought it was a joke. But no, there is a convention going on here in Utah and it is called AlphaCon. It's called AlphaCon. So I thought that it was fake. I thought that it was a troll on Reddit, but basically it's alphas, alpha men who are all getting together to talk about being a salesman, alpha Bronard. And I, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything that's going to get me in too much trouble. I'm kind of scared, (laughs) kind of scared. But um, it started by somebody who calls themselves the bull, Jeremiah the bull Evans. You know, he loves like America. And I watched a bunch of his TikToks. His kind of main thing is that he doesn't think depression is real. Uh, He spends like a lot of time making a lot of TikToks about that. Like he thinks it's like, you're just, you're too scared to get up and grind. You're just, you're too scared to grind. And that's why you're depressed. So I think he and I differ just in some ways, not many only every single one that I could possibly ever think of. So yeah, AlphaCon, let me, I'm on the website right now. It is $500 to go. Should I go to this? I honestly feel tempted. I do feel like, okay, wait, VIP is three grand. Three grand. Wow. That's, and it's almost sold out. So make sure that you go you go with that in mind. Sorry, I know I don't have a lot to say. It's because I'm so scared because I know I bet my life that either like some of your husbands or like your husband's best friends or boss or your neighbor is going to this or like runs it. And I'm just very scared of these. Boys want to hang out so bad, but not look like they just enjoy each other's company that they're willing to just give themselves nicknames like the bull and the muscle and then throw conventions where really all they want to do is just sit and chat. Like you guys like go to brunch. It's fine that you like talking to other dudes. Like you don't have to do this. The bull uh, does have his own podcast. I hope he asks me to be on. And I just want to let him know, like you can just chat with guys. It's okay. You like the company of other men and you need to package it in like the most masculine way possible. But we know what you're doing. You love dudes. It's okay. You love dudes. You hate women and you don't think mental health is real. And you think that all you need to do is just to like get up and grind. 
So I will be getting up and grinding my way on over to AlphaCon. It actually is happening like one block from my house and it's February 18th. Do you guys want to, should we set up, do a fundraiser to raise money so I can get a VIP ticket? If any of you think I can spend three grand right now, you are dreaming. Okay. I think that's everything I needed to tell you guys about. I think. All right. Now let's, let's finish out the episode with your guys's holiday drama slash chaos slash weird things your parents did, your in-laws did, your coworkers did. And these are some, these are some, there's one of my favorite stories. I'm going to end on one of my favorite stories I've ever gotten submitted to the podcast. And let's just get into it. I, I like being, so to quote my friend, Ash, a lot of you guys know Ash, Ashy Adams. She'll read your palm. She's also amazing. If you're listening, I love you. She always says that she, she likes like just knowing about chaos. Like she just wants to be loosely connected to like some type of drama. I feel the same way. I don't want anything that's going to like affect my life. Uh, but I do like to know about yours. And I like to know the chaotic things that go on. And I like to know all of the drama that goes on with your family. So let's dive in. You guys submitted these. Here we go. Oh, before we start, so many people submitted the same kind of genre of story. And that is that somebody in your family was sick with COVID and they decided to not tell anyone until the rest of the family got there. That is so mean. And I had probably, oh man, I probably had at least 50 stories that said that exact same thing. It was like, yeah, we got to my in-laws and my mother-in-law had COVID and didn't tell us. Or my aunt showed up and said, yeah, my kid just tested positive for COVID, but uh, we're just here just to say hi. It's like, we've just majorly backslid on like contagious disease. Like people are just like, no, it just like doesn't happen anymore. People are like, no, nobody, nobody catches something from someone anymore. It's like, I don't know. It's weird. But if that happened to you, you're definitely not alone because a lot of people, a lot of people posted it or a lot of people sent it in. Okay, here we go. First up, she says, my family came in from Mexico, which is usually fine, but I hate one of my uncles since he mentioned that I work out so much that since I work out so much, you'd think you'd be thinner by now and that I'm athletic in a sumo wrestler kind of way. Well, you know what? Sumo, Sumo wrestlers, not only are they ancient, they're gorge and we love that. Any family who comments on your body at all, that's another really common one. A lot of like moms commenting on weight daughters have gained. Like it's just, it's a, it's a war zone out there trying to dodge people talking about your body. Next up, she says, my sister who's 19 has been dating her boyfriend since they were 16. We didn't really like him at first and thought, oh, he's just a high school boyfriend. So no need to try and connect with him. Flash forward to 2019 and they're still together. We put the effort in and develop a relationship with him and he gets invited to everything with our family. Dinners, game nights, matching Christmas pajamas, the whole thing. My sister even told us they were planning on marriage. And my mom's recently opened a nothing but cake bakery and he has been an integral employee and super helpful. So he's pretty much been an extension of our family. At the beginning of the break, my sister told my mom that she was thinking about ending things with him after the break. Super shocked to us, but at least we had two weeks to process it wrong. My sister broke up with him the very next day and didn't mention it to anybody. My mom and now ex and now the ex-boyfriend were working at the bakery and my mom invited him out to dinner, which wasn't out of the usual, except that they had just broken up. He said, yes. Turns out my sister accidentally slept through her alarm on accident. So she didn't make it. So it was the ex, my parents and all my siblings. My mom didn't find out until after that they were already broken up. So we finally all find out. It's kind of sad because we like him and he also still works at the bakery. 
What's even sadder is that the now ex-boyfriend didn't tell his friends or his parents that they had broken up in hopes that they would get back together. My sister has been hoeing it up all winter break, going to lots of parties and kissing lots of boys. The poor ex, we miss him dearly and still see and work with him. He even got my parents and younger brother a Christmas gift. It was so sad that he isn't a part of our lives as much and even sadder that he's in denial when my sister didn't even think a second about their three-year relationship before moving on. Poor guy. I always hope that I get like the other side of things. Like I always hope that like that ex-boyfriend somehow listens to the podcast and we're going to get to hear his side of the story. It's only ever happened once that like a room, like two roommates submitted the same story. Poor guy. Okay, next. She says, here is the tea. I got pregnant at 18 right out of high school. And while considering my options as I was still a baby, my aunt suggested that I just give my baby to my cousin and cousin-in-law who have been trying for four years. Obviously, that's crazy. And I said, thanks, but no. Can you imagine how awkward that would be? Anyways, so since then, when I told them I would be keeping the baby and raising her by myself, my cousin-in-law, so not even my cousin, has been avoiding me at every family function. She blocked me on Instagram and will hide whenever me and my baby come around. She tried to turn all of our other cousins on me, saying I'm too young and too dumb to raise a baby. Two whole years later, on Christmas night this year, she pulls me aside and apologized. It's like you're, it's like you borrowed a pair of shoes and like didn't give them back. And she's going to like make sure everybody knows that you're a thief. Except that instead of a pair of shoes, it's a human baby. That's very, very strange. Okay, next. I, 21-year-old female, have been secretly dating my sister's best friend, who is a 29-year-old female. No one knows I'm gay and age is but a number, baby. Age is but a number and love is love. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. Life partnering with a woman sounds like the move. It absolutely does. I actually, so I got a story. This just feels like a good place to say this in case anyone has ever been confused on this. But I got a story and it was, uh, you know, about this guy and he had a crush on his on his neighbor, his male neighbor. They're both gay. And he's he was like, hey, you don't ever normally talk about LGBTQ stuff in your in your podcast and that's fine but it's just it's a part of this. If any of you don't know, I'm I I love you. I love you. I've never once had any reservation about any type of sexuality. I don't think that there's anything weird or wrong or unnatural about being gay. I think that they should have every possible thing that everybody else has. It's like so can like homophobia in this economy? Are you kidding me? Like when people are still not sure about gay people, get a grip, get a grip. Like we already know you're wrong. If you're homophobic, you're already wrong. If you do anything that harms the gay community, you're already wrong. Like there's no reason to still have this conversation. It's confusing to me. Like I just, I think I don't talk about it because it seems so weird to me that people are homophobic. Unfortunately, I know that there are people out there and it's it's really horrible. And so if you've ever wondered that about me and I wasn't clear enough, there you go. I think that you should continue to be gay. I, I, I love it. I always think of that scene in About Time where he runs into his ex-girlfriend and his sister, or his sister. And she's like, this is my girlfriend, Tina. And he's like, oh, don't say girlfriend because some people might think that you're gay. And Tina's like, well, I am gay. Do you have a problem with that? And he goes, no, I love that stuff. <laughs> I always want to say that. Moving along, weird tangent. Here we go. Okay, so she starts off, she says, I cut off part of the story, but basically basically it says that her parents live less than a mile from her ex-in-laws. 
Uh, She goes on, when I got divorced, my ex-mother-in-law told me marriage is a recipe that I didn't have all the ingredients to. And that if if I would only strive to be like her, my husband would have been happier and not abused me. Her and my ex-father-in-law were adamant that divorce the divorce was my fault and my ex would certainly find a better woman to marry within a year and that I would regret this because without my ex, I had no potential for success. Real things they all said to 26-year-old me. So the holiday tea was real sweet for me this year because I found out that my ex-in-laws are now in the middle of a messy divorce because of infidelity and money laundering. My ex-husband was kicked out of his school and also can't keep a job. So I graciously left a recipe box full of random ingredients on my ex-mother-in-law's porch to remind her that she just needs to try harder, including the phone number to a certain therapist, which she will need after divorcing such a terrible man. I guess my ex didn't fall far from that tree. Am I petty? Absolutely. Do I, now almost a PhD graduate in May, single and happy, thriving after years of therapy, healing from their abuse, feel bad about my little act of petty? Nope. Love you. Love the podcast. You're my hero. That's the kind of pettiness we like. We should do another Petty Petty Princess episode. I really like those. Really got a lot of good ideas. Okay, next. My in-laws told us specifically not to get our kids Disneyland tickets for Christmas because they wanted to. When we opened their present, it was a pack of coupons for four oil changes. (laughs) That's basically Disneyland. Mickey Mouse, Mike at Jiffy Lube. Same diff, you know? This one's really, this one's short, sweet, and to the point. My mom brought cocaine to Thanksgiving. I don't want to fail the D.A.R.E. program and the way it raised me. I'm just, I sometimes get curious, okay? Sometimes I just get curious what doing cocaine is like. I've never done cocaine. I have no plans to do cocaine. Don't worry. Sometimes I just get curious, okay? That's all. I'm cocaine curious. (laughs) I'm so sorry, mom. Okay, next. My cousin was in a three-week relationship with Jojo Siwa. And our whole family got tracked down and researched by the tabloids. Jojo Siwa, I never thought I would see as much of Jojo as I have. And why do I feel so happy for her? Like, she just seems like so secure and like happy and just thriving. Why do I feel so happy for Jojo Siwa? I don't know. Okay, next she says, in my family group chat, my sister's boyfriend accidentally sent a sexy pic. My first thought was, oh no, I hope this was to my sister and not to another girl. Luckily, it was her, but she has taken away all privileges of said sexy pics for probably the rest of time. Yeah, I I luckily have never done that. I luckily have never accidentally sent a sexy picture to somebody on accident. But I think that I would just not continue. I think I would just not continue to uh, live and breathe if I accidentally sent it to my family group message or my in-laws. It's fine. My in-laws don't put me in any group messages, so no chance that's going to happen. Uh, She says, uh, so I've been married for two and a half years and I've always kept my nether regions shaved. Anyway, my husband and I traveled to my family's for Christmas and I hadn't shaved for a few days. We were wanting to get a little frisky and he saw my puebes. He told me that it reminded him of his brother's beard hair. Let's just say I will never recover, nor will I, nor will I. I will always think about every time somebody brings up puebes. <laughs> There's just something about the word pubes. And in this story, she specifically wrote pubes, which is so much worse. Okay. She says, hi, Maddie. My holiday drama in- involves a trifecta of hates. Mothers-in-law, family pictures, and unwanted comments about my body. We stayed at my in-laws over the holidays. When we arrived, my mother-in-law excitedly asked me to come see the family Christmas card she had designed and set out. The picture she had sent out was a family picture that was taken at a wedding a couple months earlier. 
I happen to be almost nine months pregnant in this photo. Well, she had taken it upon herself to Photoshop my belly out of the picture. She did not ask my permission to edit my body. And on top of that, she did a horrible Photoshop job. She expected a grateful, happy reaction, but instead I was livid and mortified. I hear you. I hear you. I would be livid. There was another story where somebody's mom edited one of her own daughter's bodies. Like she wasn't pregnant. She just edited it to be thinner. Get real. That would make, yeah, I'd be really mad. Okay. Uh, we're going to end on this story because this is, this is the one that I was telling you guys that's seriously one of my favorite stories I've ever heard in my life. Uh, so she starts off with the not happy part. Okay. The not happy part is that my grandma died and we went to clean out her entire house, which is almost hoarder level of things. But we found gold, Maddie. We found a pact that my grandma typed with a typewriter and signed with her friend in 1950. They were 17. The opening line is never give a sucker an even break. The whole thing is 1950s, 17 year old girls take on being a man eater. So she sent me said pact. She sent me the, the, the rules that this grandma set for herself when she was 17. And when I say it's the best thing I've ever read, I, I, I kid you not. So this says it's time. I, I asked permission if I could read the list on the podcast and she said, yes, it is. Uh, this is the, called the DJ policy. And the motto is never give a sucker an even break. Here's the rules. Never break a date with a girl to go out with a boy. I love that rule. Hoes before bros. Uh, two, always go out on double dates. There may be exceptions to this rule. This kind of sounds like, remember I gave you guys like my 10 thing, my 10 rules of dating. These are even better. These are even better than my own. Three, always be on the lookout for better dates. A bird in the hand may not necessarily be worth two in the bush. I don't even know what that saying means. I'll Google it. Four, don't kiss a boy goodnight if it is humanly possible to avoid it. <laughs> this next one is, is the best thing. Number five, be insulting and sarcastic, but subtle. Try your best to break down your date's morale during the course of an evening. However, don't let him realize you are doing this. <laughs> so good. I'm tattooing that on my body. This one I don't really get. It says, resolve to accept dates with any human with long pants within reason. I don't really know what that means. Number seven, meet at least once a week for conference, maybe in ladies' room, dance floor, street corner, or private residence. They, they have once a week conferences with each other to meet and to dish. That sounds like what we're doing right here, right now. Number eight, make at least two trips to the ladies' room during the course of an evening to laugh and ridicule dates and otherwise discuss the progress being made. Uh, number nine, always be on guard against falling in love. If one or the other party should admittedly reach this horrible, hold on, I'm, my computer, this horrible state, this pact is automatically considered null and void. However, if this, is, if this fancy is later abandoned, the policy may again be adopted upon consent of the two persons involved. Okay, so be careful. Don't be falling in love here. At least once a month, go out without any men at all. Mm, what a good rule. What a good rule. I love that. Number 11, attempt to frustrate every man that crosses your path. This may be done in any way the party sees fit. Boom. Sorry I said boom. That was weird, but it just, it hit me in a boom type of way. Okay, number 12, Never worry about the looks or actions of your date just as long as he pays for the bill. 
<laughs> and then they they end it and they say, oh gosh, sorry. With all angles considered, we, the authors of this policy, do solemnly swear to abide by the rules and regulations of this pact until we see fit to break it. If either one intentionally breaks any rule that has no exceptions, she may be penalized. The punishment will be a single date with the first goof that asks her. With our motto memorized and deeply embedded in our burning in our brains, we go forth to seek entertainment with a frenzy unequaled by man or beast. May it ever be thus. Signed, Deborah and Penny. I think that's the greatest piece of literature I've ever had the pleasure of reading. I've I've never loved anything more. I'm going to, I think that we should like publish this nationally because you're right. We should do anything we can to frustrate men. So thank you. Thank you for, let me give her a shout out who submitted that. Hold on, hold on. I think her name's Liz. I think it's Liz. Liz, it's Liz. Shout out to Liz. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for being here. I think this is going to be, you know, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say anything about the year. It's just, it's going to be a year where we have a lot of fun. And remember to subscribe, rate, review if you haven't yet. Those subscriptions really help so much or the the, uh, the reviews help so much and I really appreciate it. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for being here. Uh, be safe, be kind, be hot as ever. Let's do the safest, kindest, hottest things we can this year. Okay, I love you so much. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.